Okay. What I want to try and do tonight is cover, actually cover a few things. Uh, hopefully we're able to get everything in tonight. If not, we'll have to reschedule it to finish, finish it off. Um, there's really two concurrent issues which we have to think about. One is a concept with the Chazal made, made a prohibition of, called Bishul Akum. The Chazal did not allow us to partake of Bishul Akum. And I want to go through some of those halachas which those apply. There are some scenarios where that apply where a person would have somebody in the house. Um, they apply in other areas also. That they don't have, There's other applications of that, relevant applications of that. And then there are the concerns which we have in a case where a person has a, has a, a cleaning lady coming in, a, a babysitter, housekeeper. There are scenarios where there are, there are real, real issues which can come up and go through some of those. So that's beyond the issues of Bishalakum. Um, you have a problem that maybe they're going to wash the dishes incorrectly, they're going to cook something for themselves, and you know, they're going to warm up some of their food. Uh, there's Zal Asr, if, if meat is not, meat has is, uh, is been left alone with the non-Jew, there are prohibitions on the meat, there are prohibitions on wine, there's prohibitions on Kalim, there's, there's a lot of issues which can come up when a person has somebody coming in, you know, you're going away to work, and you know, so you know, you leave your, you tell your cleaning lady to come in. You know, and I'll be back. You know, later on today. You know, she's there for a few hours by herself, so you can have potentially have some real issues, or you have a babysitter, non-Jewish babysitter with young children, who would not be aware. So there are many different possible problems which are there besides the bishulakum, besides the issue of bishulakum, bishul yisrael. So let's. The one at a time. So I want to start with the Bishal Akum element, and then we'll try and talk about some of the other, other potential problems. Uh, the Gemara says that, that Mirabon and Chazal came along and made, it, made a gzera, that it, even if food is totally kosher, you cannot eat it if it's, made, if it's cooked by a non-Jew. Um, the concern was that eating together creates a friendship, and that will lead to intermarriage. And Chazal answered uh, eating Bishal Akum. Again, even if you know that's for sure that it's, that it's kosher. It was, Rashi does bring an opinion in the Gemara that the, the reason why it's also is because you you're afraid you might mistake eat so much and not kosher. It's also another reason besides. Because it is a concern to come to intermarriage, therefore Chazal made some limits that it's not, where it's not going to be prohibited. Um, there was, there was, they said if it's something which is, the cooking is not really so significant, it's something which can be eaten raw. It's nechol kamashukai. If someone can eat raw, Chazal do not prohibit the isra of bishalakum. So I have a food which um, they, they person makes a they make a baked apple, and there's clearly nothing else. It was made in a brand new pan, etc. I know it's kosher. No question. I can eat an apple raw. That's not a problem. Um, more practical applications we'll get to in a second. The second condition which they made, which is which is very significant, uh, the applications of it are, are, are myriad. Is Chazal said that it has to be something which is erlal shulchan malachim, that the food has to be a food which uh, a type of food, a type of dish that the, we would serve to a king. Um, the idea being that if it's something if I, where we're sharing a, a fancy dish, that creates a connection between the two people, as opposed to you know just having potato chips together. That's not going to create that same level of connection that would that was the Chazal were worried about. Person invites you in and has this fancy meal over here, um, so that's a problem. Now, the definition of shulchan malachim, uh, its first glance seems to be illogical, because well, most people are not kings, so so the, my neighbor next door, which I, I should stay away from, well, they're not a king, so that's okay, right? The, the, the real the real concern is the neighbor next door. 
so what, making a criteria of shulchan malachim, the royal table, the royal table is it seems. So the Rambam says it means something which you would invite people over for. Shulchan Malachim was a way to say something which you invite people over. They, they, those, they didn't have fancy, fancy chefs. You know, you make a nice meal. So there are different definitions. Different poets can give different definitions. Um, but the one that, based on the Rambam, the one which seems uh, many poets can go with, is something that you would serve by a chasna, you would serve by a sheva brachas, you would serve by a nice Shabbos meal. That's, that, that meets the criteria of Allah Shulchan Malachim. Um, so, but if it doesn't meet that criteria, so it's going to be, it's not going to be a problem with There are some, I think the star K goes with the definition, it would be something which would be served by a state dinner, which is a little bit, that's, that's a step up. And the difference is, I'll tell you the difference is canned, canned food. So canned goods, you're not going to, the White House chef will tell you that he would, he would die before he would serve by a state dinner or something made out of a can. Well, but a chasna, you know, I mean, you know, anybody's in the catering business will tell you the cans are used, you know, and I think some people like Chef Rocha, they also use cans. So when you take can out of a corn, no, let's try that again, corn <laughs> out of a can, right, and use it for, to make a, a salad for a Chef Rocha, you would, right, uh, it's, but not by state dinner, they cook fresh corn and they, you know, take it off of the, right, so that this definition would have to be significant. So, so if I want to use canned corn, do I have a problem with Bishalakum? Uh, Rebelsky Shlita says that corn is edible raw, so it, it gets away with the first one because it can be eaten raw. Even though most people don't eat it raw, but since it could be eaten raw, it meets the first criteria of that. That's why OU will give a hechsher on canned corn because it could be eaten raw. Um, that, now, other persons disagree and say, well, but since people, most people don't eat it raw, so it's not considered nechakomashukai, it therefore would, it would be a problem. So you have to ask your local Orthodox. Rabbi, what you should do on your canned corn. Um, there possibly are some other coolers on canned corn also, but nowadays, actually, I, I was reading uh, within the last year or so, I was reading an article from someone in the Kashas, and he was saying that nowadays it's actually becoming much more common. It's a fancy thing nowadays to eat raw corn. So it's becoming more normal in this country to eat raw corn, so that possibly nowadays would solve that, take away that problem. Okay. Um, there are some other things which we have to take into consideration regards to Bishalakum, if the Jew is involved in the process of cooking it, so it's not usr. If the Jew is involved in the process of cooking it, it's not, Bishalakum doesn't apply. Um, the definition of being involved is a, is, is signif- is a big machlokas between the Ashkenazim and the Svardim. The Ashkenazim are very makeo. Uh, any, any involvement at all, any minimal involvement is enough. And that's A lot of the uh, factories rely on there's some uh, some minimal involvement the Mashkiach lights the, historically what does a Mashkiach would light the fire you know, so that's very nice when you have like a restaurant you come in the morning Mashkiach comes at 5.30 in the morning 5 o'clock in the morning when they start the cooking for the day turns on all the fires I remember in Del Zashiva uh, the first thing that happened in the morning go into the kitchen Mashkiach would, would turn on every single f- flame and the Goyim knew they do, they do not touch flames they don't touch flames and that Sarkei has the policy also Goyim do not touch flames it's not the gay. All flames are lit by the mashkiach. So that's it. Any flame which is being used, any thing which is being turned on is done by the mashkiach. So that's it. That's all you need for Ashkenazim. Svartim are not necessarily happy with that. That's not sufficient for... Svartim have a much higher, big more humra on Bishal Akum. We're not going to get involved in that. Ashkenazim. <laughs> right. ask, ask your rabbi. Um, um, this only applies to cooking it. If it's already cooked, it's, it's not an issue. So heating... 
would, is, is the heating is not going to be uh, a problem of, of, of Bishalakim at all. So theoretically, if my goy wants to light the sterno <coughs> for the, the chafing dish, that's fine. But the policy, you know, with the Starke and, and, the, and the, I think the, the Vat also, they both have the policy. Goyim don't touch fires. That's what they tell them. That is done by the This way, the, this fire, yes, this fire, no, it's not a good idea. All fires are done by the Jews. So, but theoretically, that would be fine. In case where he did that, you can't, you know, it would, luckily, it would be mutter. I was talking to somebody involved in Kashrus. He told me, he says, he would probably throw the food out. Because once they see one time they got away with it, they're not going to make a difference. They said that they threw it out, it's done with, they're never going to do it again. So, he, even though luckily it's mutter food, he's going to say, I'm sorry, you can't do this. Because you got the message, there, it would be too confusing for the, for the people involved. Um, what, is, what is called cooking for this purpose? So, so boiling and water is clearly called cooking. Baking is not what we're talking about. Baking, um, um, baking bread. I'm sorry, baking bread, cookies, crackers, etc. Is the din of pas Israel and pasaka, which is a separate category. It applies to roasting. It applies to frying. It applies to cooking. Um, steaming. Most most persons say is not bishalak. Not would not be initial bishalak. So one of the questions that comes up with cans is they're cooked through steam. Some of the cans are cooked through steam. So that depends what it is. Some canned goods are actually cooked through steam, which means most companies now, when they, when they process cans, um, certain things you cook before you put it in. You, you, can't, you, you can't make cranberry sauce inside a can. You know, you don't put the cranberry inside, you know, close it up, it doesn't work like that. You make a big vat of cranberry sauce, you cook the cranberry sauce, and then you put it into the can. Right? Certain things you could put into the cans, you put in this big, gigantic retort over there, and they have steam, which gets much hotter than, 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 than water, and they cook it with steam. So that's going to be mutter. Certain items, what they do is they put liquid inside the cans, and they use the steam to heat up the, can, the water inside of the can, and the can, the water can then cooks it. So really it's cooking. It's not steaming. So depending on what it is, so you're going to have a question whether it might be, some, some canned goods are not a problem of bishalakam at all, because they were not cooked with bishal, they were cooked with steam. Some of them the steam was used as a vehicle to heat the water in the can, and then it was cooked with hot water, which is regular bishal. So it depends on what it is. That you get, I'm not, I'm not going to go through a full list over here, but so just be aware that some canned goods are yes a problem, some are not a problem, and you have to ask, you have to be aware of that. Um, Chazal said it's only a problem if it's a type of food which a person eats as part of a meal. So it's a food which is, with the language of Chazal, is lalafis as a pass. It comes to accompany the bread. So that means meat, fish, those type of things. And something which is eaten as an appetizer, that's part of a meal. Something which is eaten maybe even <coughs> dessert as an argument. Whether that would be the halacha of some, which is which is clearly it, it's not it's made to be a, a snack type of item. If you tell me nowadays that our, our the royal family in England will eat potato chips, you know whatever they call them, how they call them, crisps, I think they call them. The, the, those chips are actually fries. The, the, the chips in, in England means fries, but they're, they're called crisps, I think. But but that's it's a snack. So I can't say, well, now that the royal family eats it, so it's a snack, you know, now it's Nechel Shulchum on potato chips, because they're fried, right? I mean, that theoretically would be the argument. No, they're, they're made as a snack, and that's not going to be an issue. Popcorn is not, not an issue, you know, that they pop, that would be an issue. Um, 
So those are the, the criteria which you look at when you're discussing an issue. Is something is an issue of bishul akum or not bishul akum? Now, what is significant in the issue of bishul akum is that um, bishul akum, besides making the, the food prohibited, it affects the kalim. So it's totally kosher ingredients. Everything is kosher. If, not, if we had a situation, remember we had a situation in yeshiva. One man is manim. So there was no, no, no boys were there. There was no breakfast being served. So the Meshkit didn't turn, on the, didn't turn on the fires. The workers came, turned on the fire, made themselves scrambled eggs. There's no, there's no un- non-kosher ingredients in the kitchen. But, uh, but, the, the, but you had to kosher the, 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 the pan. Because Bishalakum, it makes the keli also. So that situation, so the issue which, which comes up with a situation where you have a housekeeper and she decides to make herself a, a scrambled egg. You say, okay, no problem, you can make those scrambled eggs. If she's making a scrambled egg for herself, you have to kosher that keli now afterwards. So just, that, just, that's one of the scenarios which people have to be aware of. Um, there is one cool in regards to keli that if, if we have a kli which you cannot kosher, it's not kosherable. So um, since it's, an, it's a provision, mirabonon, we're going to allow it after waiting 24 hours before usage. So any candy which you can kosher, you must kosher. So if you have a frying pan, you can kosher the frying pan. You can kosher the frying pan. If you have an electric type of an item which you can't, there's no way to immerse it in boiling water and kosher it, so you can't, there's no way to kosher it. So you, you would wait 24 hours and then you could use it. Klicheris, um, China, earthenware, those type of things, normally we, we, we don't kosher with hagola. Over here, we, we will be mako. You, after 20 hours, you can kosher it with Hagola. So those are two coolers which come up by, by, by regards to the Mishalakim of koshering. You could kosher, but uh, certain things, you, you know, but you must, but there is a lot that you have to kosher. Okay. Um, it's a little bit disorganized. Okay, now there is one kula which is, is very relevant. There is an op- op- opinion which is mentioned in the Toysus that in a case, there was, the concern over here is that the, this will create this connection, etc. But I have a worker working for me that creates already a, a, a social difference between the two of us and therefore the concern that, there, that I might come create this connection by having them cook for me is less. So there's an opinion which says that in any situation like that, it's not going to be a problem of Bishul Akum. We passed in the following. We passed in that you may not rely on that L'Chadchilo. So you can't have a situation where you're, you're, you would have the non-Jewish worker be making hot lunch, cooking, cooking macaroni for your kids for lunch. Uh, you can't have that. But Bidi Evan, if they did do it, you don't have to throw out the food, you can use the food. So that's a, that's a cooler, which is important, <coughs> at least in the Bidiyama situation, that would be, would be, we would rely on this argument that that type of relationship is not going to be a problem. Um, similarly, in that situation, once you're relying on that, you would, you would not have to kosher the kale. See, if she's cooking food for herself, she's not, not acting, acting in a capacity as doing it for you, you would have to kosher the kale. 
she's cooking it for you, you don't have to kasha the candle. So that's an interesting twist on this halacha, but that's, that's something a person has to be aware of. She comes, you know, by the way, you're out, and I made myself, I made myself you know, some breakfast, some scrambled eggs, you'd have to kasha the candle. Says, oh, I made your daughter some, some scrambled eggs. Says, okay, no problem. Uh, that, would, that would be the difference between those two, those two, those two situations. Again, I want to stress, you cannot do that you cannot have her cooking for you just say in the case where, where it was done but yeah, but you do not need to not need to uh, to lose that. Um, okay. Now, two more points over here. Um, a few more points over here. If I have an item which as is would not be but if I could add a spice to it, it would be that's considered roy to be it's roy to go on to be used as a fancy dish but at the same time I don't say if I have one type of a, uh, if I can make potatoes in such a way that they're, they're fancy potatoes and I would serve them at a, at a uh, Sheva Brachis therefore when I make potatoes uh, french fries that that they're, they're a problem I look at each type of Dish that I'm making with with this food item separately. So I look at each one as evaluated separately. Um, one of the questions which comes up nowadays is um, I was ha- having this discussion before. I, 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 it's interesting. I, I spoke to a chef. I asked him tuna fish. Now, sushi is tuna. It's raw. So one of the terms for is if something is eaten raw. There's no problem with bishalaku. So one of the ways to solve the, 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 the tuna fish question of Bishra Yisrael question, that one of the ways to solve that problem is if you tell me nowadays it's eaten raw, so everything's good, right? Um, so he points out to me very clearly that you know, this is a chef, this is a person that makes sushi, he says, no, 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 no. The species which they use for, for the get you get for your cans, the species you get for the sushi are two different species. It's two totally, you, you would never, you Yellowfin, skipjack, albacore, bluefin are what you get in your cans, and they don't. They will not use that for sushi, and what they use for sushi, they will not use in your cans. So it's two different. So I don't know how you judge that. Because I did see an article from Rabbi Ganak, the head of the, the kashrus in OU, which he wanted to suggest that nowadays tuna is better because of the sushi issue. And and this I asked the chef, and he was like, no. Like, I think I insulted him, like you know, you know, how dare you dream of putting you know bluefin in your sushi um, type of a thing. It applies to beverages also. So this is a famous question, which just came up, is um, it applies to beverages, what's with coffee? So I want to stop at my uh, rest up along the highway and I want to pick up a cup of coffee. So it's, it's all the ingredients are kosher, there's no problem over there. At Starbucks, where they, the sack right now is a, a Starbucks which is serving food you cannot eat there because they wash everything together. So you have to be concerned that the, the the carafes that you carafes that you however you pronounce that thing <laughs> the pot okay the glass pot they used to, you know is cooked is washed together with with with, with non kosher items that's a problem but a place where they're only serving coffee so there's no que- there's 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 no question of, of non kosher ingredients so you're not dealing with kosherus but is there a problem with bishul isn't there always a problem of non-kosher ingredients at a Starbucks because they have different flavors? The, I, mean, I don't go to Starbucks, but from what I understand... You're asking me, I'm Moritz I've never bought a Starbucks in my life. Yeah. But what they tell me at least is that, you know, in the cooking process, there's, 
the, where you, the thing you're cooking it and you never put in the flavors in. Okay. The flavors are added afterwards. Okay. So if that's true, again, I, you know, believe, if they tell me that's true, I'll, I'll say, fine, if that's true, it's true. I, I have no idea. But if that's true, but you still have a question, Bishalaku. So the person basically say, even though it does apply to beverages, um, um, there's an argument, there is an argument to say that water is no, there's no dead Bishalaku, because water, water can be eaten commercial chai. So the, the cooking is, the main cooking is, 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 is the water and the, the coffee is considered, even though it's, it's the main flavor ingredient, is considered secondary to the water. So that, that's the argument they want to use to be moderate. Uh, there is one opinion that says when a person is traveling, it says I'll relieve the certain prohibitions of bishalakum. So that would be a person is traveling, it is more lenient you, to rely on that, that point. The person's in the city, it's, mu- it's, it's more of an issue. To, to do that, you have to ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Um, okay, I'm not going to get involved in getting, making a statement that I hold it's a problem. Um, fine. So that is some of the potential bishal akum issues that a person has in general. The canned goods, it, it comes up. Uh, there is a Mr. Brewer which says, if I have an item which I can't eat it raw, unless I mix it in with something else, like sugar, something like that, that's called nechel, that can be eaten raw. Um, so he says, ginger, if they would make some, make some type of dish out of ginger, so he says, since ginger can be eaten uh, with sugar, you mix it with sugar and eat it, so therefore it's considered eaten raw. So I just saw, just, just today, this is a question that's bothered me for years, was the cranberry sauce issue. Cranberries are extremely bitter, sour, and you can't eat them raw. Right? And cranberries, you know, cranberry sauce is something which would be, would, would be you could use it for a... For a um, a, a nice dinner. So canned cranberry sauce should be found in Bishalakum. So Geffen, Liebers, etc., all busy Israel, but the, 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 there's store brands, etc., have an OU on them. They're not Bishal Yisrael. They're not, they're not mocked by Bishal Yisrael on that. So I, saw, I found an article from the OU that um, Rabbi Gerstein quoted from Rebelsky. He says, since now that they have craisins, and craisins are not cooked, but it's cranberries with sugar, and, and they're now edible raw, so that, that's that mishabur, that's, that's called an edible raw, and if it's not a problem, bishal akum. That's why canned cranberry sauce would be allowed, they held it that that's considered allowed, which makes sense. The first time I saw a good argument why that should be permitted. So that's an example where that theoretically would have been an issue, and that's why that's going to be mutter. So the, ap- the ap- applications of the mice, there's a lot of it, there's, you know, goes, goes different ways, etc., I, I want to focus more on the scenario where you ha- you'd have this issue. Um, you have somebody coming into the house, a person's a babysitter, person's, uh, uh, you know, that, that you can't have them cooking because of this problem. Now, theoretically, you could have a situation where if you'd want, you'd want them to cook, and I'm going to tell you you shouldn't do it anyway because of the, all the other problems we're going to talk about, but to address the Bishalakum problem, um, so there is the... Uh, since we hold, if the, the Israel lights the fire, that's good enough... So if I could set a timer for my oven, and say, you want to bake something, heating food, warming food is not a problem. It's cooking food. If you'd have someone you'd be putting into the oven, and I set the timer. So I set, I set the timer. So it's gonna go, at, at, the, the oven will go on at 12 o'clock, and now the, 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 the babysitter will put, the, the, the housekeeper will put the food in the oven, and it'll cook. So theoretically, that should be mutter. Not, 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 Riyasha held that was a problem. Many, by many persons hold that's considered mutter. Um, um, but I have to tell you, just be aware that the opposite, you put the food in the oven and she turns on the fire is not going to help you. 
right? Yes, I'll, I'll put the raw thing in. It's frozen. I, I froze it raw. I'll put it into the, into the oven. And at 12 o'clock, you should turn on the oven. You don't want to do that. Right? That would be a problem. Um, but there are other issues with having them getting involved in cooking, so uh, it, it, it's not necessarily a good idea to, have, to be involved in that. Okay. So those are some of your Bishul Akum questions. What does Akum mean exactly? Any Nanju. Any Nanju. The, 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 the language of Akum means a person who is, served, who is an idolater, but it's the issue over here, because the, the concern over here was either because they might switch food or because they uh, might come to intermarry, so it's, it's not relevant whether they actually do it, whether they're Muslim or not, or they're atheist or not. It doesn't make a difference. Wine is a different issue. Wine is a different issue. Um, there is one question which comes up over here. We find in certain halachas that a, a, a Jew who knowingly and willingly decides not to keep Shabbos, etc., gets it in like a non-Jew for many halachas. Does he get it in a non-Jew for Bishalakum? So one of the arguments is, if the concern is intermarriage, you'll let him marry his daughter still. Right. So that would be an argument to say that he doesn't get that halacha, a concern of... of Again, it's one of the Jew who knowingly and willingly says, I know about Shabbos, I don't believe in Shabbos, he grew up in Yeshiva, and he said, I don't believe in this stuff anymore, and he came, came in Mechal Shabbos. So his cooking would have a dinner Bishalakum, like many places come. His cooking would have a dinner Bishalakum, and that would be a problem. It, but there are haterim, like if your family members are no longer from, and they come to your house, you're saying that you can't necessarily eat their food? They're doing everything in front of you, so you're making sure it's kosher? It does, well, it... I'm saying, like, I've always Again, assumed that they're Jewish. Well, he said they grew up really religious, and then they left it. Right, there's a case yeah, where... Most people which went off the derech, I, I, you know, I think nowadays, I'm not sure that they, they have the full status. Machal um, Shabbos, but for Hestia, means a person who... There's nobody he's embarrassed from. There's nobody he's embarrassed from. Right? So, you know... Ramosha I, I Feinstein's walking down the street and he says, oh, I'll be Mechal Shabbos from Ramosha Feinstein. Yeah, really? Probably not. Most people will not do that. There's, that so as long as there's one person out there which they'd be embarrassed from doing it in front of, they don't, they don't have a dinner Mechal Shabbos for Hesia. So it's... Um, there's one Rebbe that they remember that they liked and he would seem they'd be embarrassed to have them see him. You know, I hate Omer Bayim. They're all not nice to me. Really? What oh, him I wouldn't do it in front of him. Okay, that's all you need. You need one person so it's, you know, they're doing it because of anger, etc. So usually that, that situation, you know, it's not anger at God, it's anger at life. You know, so uh, usually there's somebody which you can pull them out, which... Uh, but theoretically, yes, the fact that you're watching, it doesn't help. The same thing, the same way you have a guy they're doing, it doesn't help the fact that you're no, watching. No, you said that there wasn't. Had to there are some places which are moderate. So again, it's a situa- practical situation. A person has an issue, there's family of Shalom Bayez, you know, you'd have to ask a, a, ask a local advisor, Shaila. I'm not telling you there aren't a theorem, but uh, it's definitely not good I did get involved in the Okay. Um, so that's one issue you would have theoretically when you, you'd have somebody, somebody, uh, somebody in the house. Uh, maybe that's the least of your your worries. You know, you should not having them being in, the, in a cooking situation because of the, this concern of bishalakim. Um, even if they're doing it for themselves, but it's going to affect your kalim. Uh But there are other concerns, which are, which are maybe more common concerns. Is, you know, a person has to go out to work, and they have the cleaning person coming in, and you know, so there's food in the, in the there's food in the fridge, there's food in the freezer, there's wine bottles, there's 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 pots and pans. 
you know, what what are the halachas? What do I have to do in those situations? What what is what? Maybe she decided to do you a favor and she washed washed your dishes for you. Right? That's not necessarily a favor that she not wash your dishes for you because she might have washed your flesh sugar dishes with your milk and sponge. You know, all those possibilities. And I've gotten enough questions over the over the years that I've been here. Well, you know, Pin Lady came in and you know she she used the milk and the sponge for the flesh sugar dishes. I mean, it it, it, it happens. Um, there is a concept in halacha that Chazal came along and they said the Chazal were concerned about um, a non-Jew uh, leaving an item in, in the hands of a non-Jew um, that may, maybe they would they would they would switch it they would they would, they would switch it um, now it doesn't have to so the person says well you know this person I know the nicest person in the world and they would never do that to me etc all that being said that's true but. I, I think when the, the, the kosher ingredient is not available, right, so they're, they're making the dish for you, and there's no margarine, but she, they told me I shouldn't use butter, but I've got to make the dish. You know? I, I don't know that they're going to they're gonna lose sleep that night when they decided to use butter instead. Right? A frumayid would, wouldn't do it. And, if, and, and they'd be sitting, be, be concerned about how it's going to play out. I can't do this to somebody because I'm worried. Okay, you know, listen, you know, a, B, who said they're knowledgeable? You know, you're assuming that they understand the difference between milk and flashings, you know, and the, the scenarios and scenarios which I've been, I've been presented with already, you know, where the, you know, they didn't realize that that was what you meant, you can't have milk, you can't have milk, and, milk and dairy together. Well, their definition of milk and dairy together and my definition of milk and dairy together are, are two different definitions. So are they knowledgeable enough to know what that means um, ask any person who's coming from and how much you have to learn to get used to and how many times they made a mistake so that's somebody who wants to do it right and learning to do it right. So what about somebody who, you know, it's not really that important. They're nice people, and they, but it's not that important to them. They're not going to sit there and, you know, bend over backwards to make sure that they do it right. Um, but there is a, another level of concern which Chosal was concerned about that, you know, would, would they consider switching something? You know, okay, I'll take that food and I'll eat it. And I'll put something else instead. Let something else instead is, is theoretically not, not, it doesn't have to be kosher. Now, this is relevant leaving somebody in your house. This is relevant actually sending food through, through a non-Jew. This is relevant in the case of, you know, the, anytime you, you send any, any hashkacha, any type of uh, caterer, any, they're sending, the drivers aren't Jewish. Everything is sealed. There's a reason why everything is sealed. Because halachically, you can't do it otherwise. Um, you want to send, you know, I've been... I can't, I can't picture, I guess, you know, you're looking at the table which maybe lives in a different society than we live in. You know, the, the question over there which somebody asked the Rav was, can you have your non-Jewish help in the house deliver yourself manas for you? So the answer might be no. Depending on, you know, what, what the item is, you'd have a problem. You can't, you know, I mean, I can't picture somebody sending my, my, my non-Jewish help that I have in my house to send deliver shalom one for me, and I don't have that. But um, I don't think it's so common here in, this, in the service ring area that we're grappling with over there. At least in the place where they were talking about, this issue would apply. It doesn't apply in a case where the person's not going to gain any benefit. He has no, there's no motivation to switch. Um... But in a case where there would theoretically be motivation to switch, the kosher food tastes better. Yes? I'm sorry. So, from what I could see, if you had a nanny or housekeeper and they really wanted something, 
but the hassle of going out to get something and replacing it with something and then covering up for their whatever is more of a hassle than whatever I have in my fridge. Does that count in this? It, so like, it, is it, it better? Well, it theoretically theoretically counts, but the practice you don't know what she has in her in her car. You know what she brought? She brought McDonald's. She says, oh, that, that hamburger looks better than your, hers. And she'll stick the McDonald's hamburger in. So you can't rely on it. But you would be able to tell that it's McDonald's hamburger. They look totally different than what I made last night for supper. If, if that's true, yes. If not, I, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, beef is, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you I know, know what McDonald's hamburger looks like compared to this, this one over here. I can't tell you yes or no. But I don't think you can say that yes or no either. I don't know. Um, now there is a law if a person comes back a woman says I recognize my food I recognize my food I have a three sign on my food so that Allah is that would be mutter um, or it's, I found it exactly in the place that I left it so I know that as far, I know there was no switching because I know it found exactly in the place that I left it but I have to be able to mark in my head exactly where I left it this is very relevant if you go to work and you put a lunch in the fridge and, and you know in this Working in some person working in some secular, you know, everybody everybody shares the fridge. So I put my sandwich in my brown paper bag in the fridge, and I come back and it's not in the same spot. So if I if I find it exactly thought that I left it, I'm allowed to so that nothing happened to it. I should not do that chachila. I should not do that chachila. I should have it in a situation where it's sealed. If, if, if it's bread bread preferred in Allah needs a seal. Meat, if it's a meat fish, a meat or fish or cheese needs a seal, in a Like what kind of a seal? Is so the, around the container. So the best thing to do, the definition of a seal is something that when it's open, they can't put it back together easily. What the mashkichim usually uses, they put a put a tape which would tear, and they write two Hebrew letters on it. So even if you, if you tape it back together again, getting those letters to work well together, unless you're familiar with Hebrew, is not is very. I mean, it's hard enough doing it in English. To get it to, but to do it in Hebrew is very hard because they don't recognize what the letters look like. So we assume that you, you, put, a, you put a piece of tape and with, so that's the kachila. That's what a person should do. If they're going to be put in that situation. If Bikrakalim, they go and now they have a you know, room in the house. They don't have a room in the house. They put it, go to visit a patient. You give them something to eat. You put the rest of it in the fridge and, you know, by the nurse's station. And, we'll, we'll get, and the nurse will bring you more later on. Well, well, how do you do that? You can't do that. You have to have a Jew doing that. You know, that's the bonus. And even if you come back, you know, who said what you have over here? Well, it has your label on it. says, you know, uh, says Stefanski on it. You know, you know Stefanski, our own on it, you know. But who said they didn't pull it off here and put it over here? I mean, they do all that. So how do you know that that happened? Well, if you put it around the side in such a way that it's going to tear, and you put an olive base on it or something like that, so then you're okay. But otherwise, it would be a pre- So it, it, the scenarios of this issue of chosomas are significant. And I've had this question more than once. A person went to work, and they called me up from work, and you know, my sandwich has been, is, it's been you know, is removed. I, you know, I, think it's my, I think it's my sandwich in the back of the, the fridge over there. Can I eat it? Well, they shouldn't be in that situation asking that question. This, you know, they should have arranged in such a way that they shouldn't be asking that question. Um, with some type of a chosim, in a case where, the, but if they have, if you have a, mar, if you have, if you have uh, a person comes along and says, "I have a tefillah sign," I can recognize my food. Right. I don't know. My husband could recognize my sandwiches, but I certainly can. Right. Okay. Um, but so your husband have a problem. He has to make some type of arrangement when he puts his food in, 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 the, in the. So you keep it. You know, something which is not perishable, you keep it in your desk. Something which is perishable, you want to put in the fridge. You know, it, it, it becomes more, more of a challenge. Um, so the answer for that is is chesamus. Is, 
Yes. <laughs> you can use insulated bags, and you can even send little freezer, um, you know, like that. Like that. And ice pack. You know, you know, there's little things that keep it cold. Oh, okay, right, nice. Right, I mean, you can do that. Again, if you don't, if you don't use a fridge, you're, you're good. But, you know, but, but, uh, but a scenario person wants to do that, he has to be aware of what, what are the requirements for doing that. Yes. Does this apply also like if we work at the Torah school or the yeshiva and there's a refrigerator for everybody? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, they're not Jewish yeshivas, right? Yeah. They have the right to go in there and, and, and take, so you would have the same issue. Is that the first one? Take or something? No, I don't know. Yeah, but with tape, like, you know, like, for a couple of So, so that's that's so. So, a person is in the house, and the, the non-Jewish there's there's a babysitter there, or there's a uh, cleaning. Somebody's coming in to clean, etc. So, I have meat in my my my, in my fridge. I meet in my so anything which is sealed, is fine. So, I still have all of it which is in a package. It's been sealed beforehand. That's not a problem because it's sealed. It's also, a, cheese. Cheese would also be a problem. Okay. Cheese also requires a seal. Um, so as long as it's still sealed, I'm fine. So I have meat that I bought, and you know, I have it. But I, I, I got this large order of meat, and I re- repackaged it myself in Ziploc bags. So now I have an issue. So lock the freezer. So if the freezer is locked. If I, you know, whatever's in my freezer, if I can lock my freezer, so that's good. Um, the fridge is usually much more uncommon to have a... I haven't seen except for in yeshivas maybe, um, locks on fridges that you're able to lock, lock the fridge. Uh, so uh, uh, I imagine probably in, in, in catering places also they have ways to lock fridges. But um, the average person's house, you're not, you can't lock your fridge. Um, so if there's somebody home, you're okay. If somebody is not home, so now, but somebody at home means that the person is, is made to understand you should not be touching any food in the fridge. Um, now, if you tell me you want, them, you want them to clean the fridge, you can't say that. You, yeah, so let's say you want someone to clean the fridge. You have to be home. Like, what happens if I just make sure that everything's sealed? Like, I just put tape So you, you make sure everything's sealed. So you have an option of making sure everything is sealed. But if sealed, like, and if they're in the house, but they're not cleaning the fridge... I still have to make sure everything's sealed, is what they're telling me. So, let me finish my thought. So, so if, if I'm not home, but if there's somebody coming in and out, there's a concept called Yetzir Benichnas. There's somebody would be coming in and out, which I can ask a neighbor to come in, who's home during the day, and say, can you give him a key? Can you drop in unannounced? And you tell the person who's there, there'll be somebody coming in. So they're expecting somebody. And they're told they shouldn't be in this fridge, so the person wants to, what are you doing in the fridge? They're not going to do that. So we have to tell the housekeeper that you're not allowed to go into any food. Right. And you have to tell them that. Correct. So what are they supposed to eat? If they're working for you for seven, eight hours, you're telling me that they're, they're not supposed to eat at all. They can't bring food in. No, you, you, should, you should put out a meal for them. The best thing to do is you give something which you should put out. But you some... have to put it in your fridge. Chances are it's not something that could sit out on the counter all day. Um... You, you, ice packs. Um, <laughs> it, it's 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 a good question. I, you know, I'm not sure how you would do it. You know, you, you, should be giving, you should be giving them a, a meal. It's the best way of doing it. They should not be bringing in food unless you're there or somebody's coming in. You know, and um, and it should be something that you know they should. Again, if you seal everything in your fridge, you're fine. But if you don't want to do that, 
So you, you, they, should, they shouldn't have an excuse to go into the fridge because otherwise they're going into the fridge. I don't know what they're doing in the fridge. But take it back. But even that only helps if there's somebody coming in. If nobody's coming in, that, what does it help me? Where you put it? They still can go into the fridge. I'm not there yet. Right? We're not there yet. Yes? When you say seal everything in the fridge, let's say I have a, a cut salad, it's really salad in the fridge. No, so salad, not, it, it, apply, it applies to bread, meat, fish, and cheese. That's it. Right. Not orange juice, not... Right. Okay. So if you have somebody coming in, now how often do they have to come in? So, um, or the more common case is I'm home and I have to step out to do an errand. So as long as they don't know how long I'm going to be away for, they, they'll still be back in any minute. Unless I've been doing this for, for weeks and weeks and I always go out for a long period of time. So then they... But if they don't, if I, I don't, I don't tell them how long I'm going to wait for. I had a sitter, somebody called me up two weeks ago. They had somebody there in the house, and she stepped out to do an errand. I said, what did you tell her? She says, I'll be back in an hour. Oh, okay. You shouldn't have said that. Said, I'll, be, I'll be back soon. That's a to- totally different sentence. I'll be back in an hour. I'll be back in an hour. I mean, I have an hour all by myself. Um, so, yes, I mean, it has to be that the person will walk in originally, at the beginning of this arrangement, person will walk in a few times unannounced. Let's say the, the, the person's there for a few hours. Two or three times the person will stop in. Random. Once they've, once they've established that pattern, this person comes, they don't have to do it every single day. They're every time that they're there. They can do it once in a while, but the, 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 once the sta- they understand there's somebody who will be walking in unannounced at any given moment, so they're and they understand that they shouldn't be doing this, and they understand that if they're doing this, you know, you're going to be upset with them. And that might affect they're, whether you're keeping them as you know employed, they're not going to do it. You're allowed to rely on that. We had a scenario here in Yeshiva, so um, the, the night crew is here at nighttime, and they stay till one o'clock. There's nobody here at one o'clock in the morning, so we we have a, we have a camera in the kitchen, and the workers are told that if, that it's checked, and if you will, if you will uh, be seen going to the fridge, you will be fired. And we actually did that. And there was a worker who was taking food. He wasn't. We don't, I don't know if doing anything wrong, but he was told you cannot go into the fridge. He said, "I want to have supper," you know, right? But he was fired. And the next crew, which came in, was told that the last guy was here was fired for doing this. They're not touching it. We've we've done random checks on the. They don't go near that fridge. They want their job, right? So the person understands that it's not worth it for them to do that. So you take you may create a negative motivation for them to do that. Um, Okay. The remark raises a question in a case where there's nobody home, um, the case where there's nobody home, so besides the food being an issue, he says, are Caleb an issue? Maybe the person cooked. Yeah, they cook something, and then they, they, you know they they brought lunch from McDonald's and warmed it up in your pot. You don't know that. You have no idea whether that happened or not. So the remorse says the devil chatchila. You cannot have the situation. So they have to know they can't use any pots. They cannot. They cannot be warming something up. The best thing is they should not be warming anything up. The remorse holds it's a problem that you that he says 
we're, because it's a Suffolk Bidi Ebed, if you wait 24 hours, you can use your Kalim. Because even if they use something, it's probably going to be much after 24 It won't happen to rise after 24 hours. It's through a ball on. So after 24 hours, you can use your pots. The solution is to put your pots in a way that you know where they are. So you come back and your pots are in the same spot. You're allowed to rely on that. You've told them they can't use the pots. You told them that if they use the pots, they will be in trouble. And when you come back, you know where the pots are, so you're fine. They shouldn't be doing anything, and you can check afterwards. Um, that relies on being organized, that you know, you know where, where your pots are, and your pots are put away in a certain way, and etc. You know where your pots are, and you find them in the same spot. You know, if, if, if it'd be a man running this business, you know, this kitchen, I can't, I can't guarantee you'd be able to rely on that. Uh, there's pots, you know, like, you know, from McGee's closet, there's pots inside there, you know. So what do you do over there? So you, you, but you can rely on the other ones, they, but as long as there's somebody coming in. So there's what, what's stopping them? Yeah, they know they're in, they're in trouble, but how am I supposed to, I, they're not going to get caught, right? Because nobody's there for, for six hours. But so, I can rely on a case. I know where the th- items are afterwards. I can know where the items are afterwards. And if they aren't in the same place, I have to wait twenty. I have to uh, either I have to wait. I have to wait twenty-four hours before I use them, those pots, or um, some she's will give to cash for them. If you go away for a few days and leave your housekeeper in the house, you know, you, you, a lot of a lot of people will give to cash to Caleb afterwards. Uh, it, it's it's not a simple question, um, but. If the, I don't, I can't rely on that. So I have to somebody coming in. I have to some way that there's or, or put in a camera. So there, you know, there's a camera in the kitchen, and we're recording it. I mean, nowadays it's you know, cost what it costs a few two hundred dollars. You know, and you can get get a close, you know, close circuit TV with with recording. So I mean, nowadays it's like it's it, 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 once upon a time it was a real big issue. How do you deal with it? Nowadays it's like it's, it's, it's a machaya. You know, how to deal with it? Um, Seems I have three hours to go back and watch what my housekeeper is doing in my kitchen. No, that assumes it means that she has to think that you're going to do that, and you did it. That, that you know. Now, theoretically, if one time she did it, she didn't get caught. You're in trouble. But the the mirrors of she knows she can't do it. If she does it, she's going to be. Um, at one time she get a warning, and second time she's out. Right, that's clear to her. And she knows that you can look. Chances are she will not do it. We can lie. There's a mirror, so she won't do it. But every once in a while, a person should check. Can I? I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I feel very, very uncomfortable going over to our cleaning lady that I've had for a long time and saying, like, by the way, I'm now going to record you. And I just want to make it clear that if you touch any food in my fridge, you will be fired. <laughs> Does that make anybody else uncomfortable? Because I feel uncomfortable. way too uncomfortable. I don't. I okay. can't imagine a woman continuing to work for someone else. Right. They just said something like that. Like, here's someone who's worked for you for how many years, and you're going to put a video camera in your kitchen? You can have somebody drop in. You know, you make a big thing out of it. Your neighbor drops in. You know, tell them why they're dropping in. The neighbor's dropping in. You don't have to tell them, you know, by the way, but they should know, you know, you know, that, that, that you know, because of the, the because of kosher standards, you know, it's really we you not to, you, I, we don't want you in the, the fridge. A, the, would you would she like you coming to your house during her holiday when I don't know and, and playing around in your? She wouldn't like it either. Like, she doesn't trust you, but she has a way. Her doing her rituals. I have rituals in my kitchen. You know, we are the nicest person in the world. I love you, but my rituals are my rituals. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to come across a negative way. And my rituals are very important to me, right? 
But you know, you don't have to tell her why you're you're, you're having having a neighbor drop in. You can do that. Um, I didn't say it's I didn't say it's comfortable. I didn't say it's comfortable. Um, Can't you ever come to a point where you can trust the housekeeper? Halachically, it's no. No, no. The the one issue which which come, which which a very this is a, a, a sadly this is a common issue, and this is where, where you, you talk about the real bitty evidence. You have an elderly person, elderly woman, elderly man. They're all by themselves, no family around <coughs> to take care of them. So what's the family? They hire a worker to take care of them. That worker is there every single day in the kitchen. The man or the woman can't go in the kitchen to check up on them. They can't walk. This person will be cooking, this person will be taking, arranging all of the meal, taking, what are you going to do? Ramersha Zatzal had a tshuva where you had a situation, it was an elderly woman, came from Russia, she was from, she's living by her um, grandchildren and who, you know, she was from the generation in Russia who was still from. Her grandchildren were two generations later, they were totally atheistic and they didn't, didn't believe anything. But she was no longer, she no longer could take care of herself and she moved in by her grandchildren, they were cooking for her. So, you know, they were Jewish, they're not Jewish, whatever the situation, but, you know, were they, were they halakhically reliable? Uh, the halakhically, they're not reliable. So what do you do? So Mershav found certain material in that situation. They gave it that type of shasatzchak, well, we're going to find some material. That's called a shasatzchak. You know, because what are you supposed to do? The person says, starve to death. You know, so you, find, you want to find a Jewish housekeeper. There's no Jewish housekeeper. Else. What the, okay, now they should starve to death. I mean, they got to eat. You know, but, but, Having a housekeeper in, I mean, it's you know, it's important, but you know, it's I don't, it's not the same level of this person. This is his. They got to take care. We need someone to take care of their wife. Yeah. Can I just ask a politically charged question? Yes. Before I run to Holy Cross. Um, in terms of taking, I've never had anybody clean my house, my kitchen, except me, my husband, a little bit. Um, but in terms of, I'm very passionate about this. In terms of, you know, I take care of my elderly father-in-law, he's in a home. Um, there are no homes that are under a bot, like group home type things. So you have a situation where, you know, you go for, you have to have a certain level of care, you can't do it yourself, so you just go for what's as kosher as you can get. But, you know, my husband and I have discussed it, like when we're older, we would like full hog, but it doesn't exist. And in New York, there's, there's homes, but they're not group homes, they're like very expensive nursing homes, but just like, you know, a home with eight, ten residents, and they might have kosher food and bring an empire and separate meat and milk, but to achieve Bishul Yisrael, I'm just, it's like, I don't understand why it's not a priority, you know, everybody's asking about their cleaning help and this and that, but then you get to a situation where somebody needs either in-home help or they need to live in a group situation, and there's simply nothing that is to the standard of halacha, halacha, licha, hila, you know, right. and you need the care. There's, there's, yeah, I mean, right. there's, you absolutely need the care. You can't, I mean, I can't change a so, 150 pound man's diaper three, five times a day. <laughs> right, I just, I understand. Yeah, and it's though, it's a good question. I don't have a good answer. Okay. I mean, right now, I mean, in Baltimore, I think right now there is a few places. Baltimore has a place, and right. it's underwritten by the federation. But uh, yeah. right. you know, but. It's one place, right? So, so uh, yeah, it's it's something which uh, it, it's a va- it's a very good point. It's a very good point. It's a valid question. Now that I've asked that political charge question, <laughs> I exit to the uh, that's fine hospital. <laughs>
Okay. Thank you. Don't forget. What? Oh, that's not Michael. It looks like it belongs to one of the Shiva boys. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay, thank you. Um, so, okay, so theoretically, if you want to have them, um, I lost my chance. So, it's an area where a person is at, is at home, they're going in and out, the person is stepping out for a little bit, as long as you don't tell them how long you're going to be, and you don't create a pattern where you're leaving that on a regular basis, you're fine. Um, and a person was clearly is going to be out for a period of time, the best thing to do, if you can find a neighbor, somebody who should be dropping in, um, you should, have, and does it once in a while, you say, you know, you know, the neighbor will be dropping in, and I really would prefer, that the, the, I'm going to leave you something over here, the fridge, you know, we've just been trying to upgrade our cash responsibilities. It's hard for me to explain all the details for you. Please don't go in the fridge. Uh, I think that's something which is doable. Um, if you haven't been doing this for this entire time, do I need to recash my whole kitchen? If you haven't been doing this entire time, no, because once it's been, once it's been past 24 hours, we deal with it as a suffix or a button and your makeup on it. Um, you don't, if you don't know they if, if you don't know they've used anything. Oh yeah, that's a, if they use something. You, you I mean, to, you always put away every single dish. I never have anything out that they could possibly be using. Right, because you don't want them. To, right, right, but that's for cleaning purposes. I right. don't want them cleaning any dishes. Um, okay. Wine. Just um, in, in, the, in five minutes or less. So, cleaning ladies come in. You know. The, and there's a wine, a bottle, a bottle of wine, wine, a bottle of wine on the table, and they move it to clean. So it's a, if it's cooked wine, not a problem. If it's sealed, it's not a problem. Now it doesn't have to necessarily be factory sealed. You can reseal your bottle of wine also. Back to that, if you seal it with something again, which that was equivalent of had it been opened, it would be obvious that it goes back to the status of factory seal. Closed bottle of wine does not get a problem. An open bottle of wine, which is not, it's not if it's non-cooked wine, it's non bushel wine, and it's open, the wine becomes prohibited if a, if a non-Jew moves it. Um, um, wine vinegar. So wine vinegar also has this problem until it gets to the point where it's so sour, if it's very, very sour, that the Shogunar says if you put it on the ground, it starts bubbling. I don't think we have the type of... We're not using that level of... What's 5% acetic acid? What is it? You know, we, don't, we don't have that. They're talking about, like, you know, acetic acid. Um, so um, it would apply to wine. So your best solution for these type of things is, is, is to seal them. Put it put, 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 with the, with the, the you know, tape with two, two Hebrew letters and you're good. Wine vinegar isn't a bushel? Yeah. Um, if it is, it is. I don't know. You're asking and I'm more. It's, when it comes to that, I have no idea. They're saying threat, the, the, it applies to wine regular. If they cook it or not, I don't know. I have two quick questions. If you're in the house, can you have a housekeeper wash the dishes? It, yes. As long as you're watching, make sure that they're, they're, they know, she knows the procedure and you're making sure that she, you know, she... she okay. Will. Now, what if, let's say, you turn your oven on, you put food in the oven, and you have to go run a quick errand, and you put a timer on, and you say, take it out when the buzzer goes off. Can you do that? If you don't tell them where, where, well, yeah, they can take it out. There's not a problem with taking it out. The one problem is that now you're getting them involved in the cooking process, 
which if they know that that's the only thing you're supposed to be doing and you're going to be back soon, that's fine. If you tell them back in an hour, that's going to be, you shouldn't be doing that. I do want to point out one other thing in a case where um, you catch them doing something wrong. They, they, right? So you say, okay, I can't use the food, I can't use the pot. You know what, just keep the pot, keep the food. Ramos says you can't do that. You, you do not reward them for doing something wrong. So you do not give them the food, you do not give them the pot. Um, actually, the shaft says you, you do not give it to any non-Jew. You cash out the pot and the food you throw out. But because you don't want to get the message, well, okay, it's worth it for me because, you know, I got this Jew to give my, my, his neighbor, you know, uh, lunch. So you don't want that situation. So it says you do not pass it off to them. You, take, you absorb the loss. Um, okay. This halacha that you have to kosher kalim afterwards, you know, the question was the question of kosher kalim, it only applies to things which you use for hot. So something which would be used for cold anyway wouldn't be an issue. You know, it's, 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 it's only something which the, theoretically the question would be cooking, etc. and all that. Okay. I think I covered most of the things I want to cover. So you, just from all of that, you can see why the post came. I, so I actually saw an article. I saw an article from Remotel Katz itself. So Remotel um, apparently was coming more in vogue in America. So people were having non-Jewish help in the house, etc. And he wasn't happy with it. So they asked him. They did it in Europe. It's very common in Europe to have non-Jewish help. So he has a whole response. Where he, you know, he's a person who came from Europe. You know. He says, the, the way they did it in Europe, the way they do it nowadays, are two different worlds. The, 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 the Jewish person was always there. It was as opposed to leaving, leaving the person by themselves. The Jewish person was always there. They were not allowed to cook. They were not allowed to... They, they, were, they, they, were, they, would, they would chop wood. They would, they would draw water. But they were not involved in the cooking process at all. Um, you know, he goes to a whole list of... You know, says, so don't tell me we used to do it in Europe. It's not what we're talking about. This is a whole different ball game than what, what used to happen over there. So I just, it just, I remember, I just, two weeks I was looking for a different article about something else from a rebellion mayor block, which is the other tells of Shiva. And I found the journal, which he published this thing, and the next page was Remotel's, the, the, the Remotel's response to that. I said, wow, that, that was fortuitous. That I, that I found that point. Because that was a question which bothered me, because I heard that he used to do it in Europe under the, the Rebellion did it. The Tells the Rub had a, had, had a Supposedly had a non-Jewish woman there in the house helping. So the answer is yes, but he says specifically he's addressing that point that that's not what they what they revolved was was not this at all. Yes, thank you. Although we don't have them here, um, they do still exist. What about a stove or an oven that has an automatic pilot? So well, the gas is going all the time. So that's much better. In regards to the Bishalakum issue, that's in regards to because if if. The, the, if you, they they were basically stopped by the government. The government made you know you don't see them in Canada. You can still get them. What? Canada. Can you can still get them, right? You know the old ones. You have the old old ones. So those would be good. So the, for Ashkenazim, for Ashkenazim, if the non-Jew would turn on the fire from a pilot, that's considered. If the Jew lights the pilot, um, if the Jew lights the pilot, and the non-Jew lights from that, that's sufficient. In a in a hash in an hashkocha situation, I've spoken to different uh, kashas organizations. They do not rely on that anymore. They used to rely on it, but the problem is it goes it goes out too often. That uh, the pilot goes out, so who, who's, she has to what's going to happen. 
So if you light the fire, you light the fire. You're relying on the pilot, you're in a, pro- you're in a problem. So they don't, they don't rely on the pilot, but if the pilot's on, you can theoretically, that issue you'd be able to solve with Mishalakim with, with, with a pilot. It would be on. Um, for Ashkenazim, not for Sardin. Okay.